millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. Talk Sports Selector is back. Play to win your share of £10,000 or more. Simply select a Premier League team to win each week. If they win, you're through. If they don't, you're eliminated. But here's the twist. You can only select each team once. Talk Sports Selector is back. Entries cost just £10. Join now at talksport.com slash selector and stay in it to win it. Terms and conditions apply. 18 plus begambleaware.org and please gamble responsibly. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday everyone and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast, uh, here's your proof. Actually, I could be lumming, that just could be anything. Uh, it is anything actually. Well, it's something, it's the script. Yep, I don't ad-lib this bit. I mean, I'm ad-libbing this bit now. This, what The words that are coming out of my mouth, they're not written anywhere. But in a minute, the words that will be coming out are written down. Still ad-libbing, still ad-libbing, still ad-libbing. And we start not ad-libbing, although not ad-libbing was an ad-lib. Anyway, we start with another big wig in Spain. Yesterday we had the Barcelona president, elect Victor Font. Oh, I see the president-elect Victor Font on the podcast. Well, today we've got Ramon Calderon, the former Real Madrid president, on breakfast with Big Al, Ali McCoyst and Jamie O'Hara talking Gareth Bale. I know the uh, last day of the transfer window. Last year, there was um, an offer from a, a club of the Premier League offering 100 million euros. And the club turned down that offer because um, uh, they thought he could be uh, a player to, to, to be on our side and playing well. Uh, and it's true that when he came, it's, it's very strange, when he came in 2013, uh, I remember watching him in the Premier. He was a fantastic player, complete player, both legs, yeah. uh, Powerful in the air, mastering the free kicks, fast pace, everything. And, and, and he, he came with a contract for six years. And the strange thing is in the 2016, with Zidane at the helm, the club extended his contract until 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we don't know why, but uh, as you remember, uh, at the end of, the, of 2018, when he played quite well the final, Champions League final, Zidane told the president to keep Cristiano and, and to sell bail. Uh, mm-hmm. President, the president did the opposite, and then Zidane left. And from that moment, um, there's, there's a disagreement between Zidane and the player. In some way, I think uh, fans are a bit angry and annoyed because they seem he not much interested in some yeah. matches in the game. And uh, now they, they have to, to find a solution. 
Now, hashtag GSB out was again trending after West Ham fans heard the news the club will be selling the hot prospect Grady Diang to West Brom. Tony Cascarino, the former Millwall striker, thinks the fans are taking it too far. Here's what he and Jim White had to say. It's a massive overreaction, Jim, isn't it, to a player that was sent out on loan. His contract ends in 2025, Okay. So there's a situation here. Have you, have, you, have you argued in two years' time the lad does brilliantly at West Brom, scores loads of goals, creates and goes for 50 or 40 million? West Ham are in a fantastic position. They've got 18 million in for a guy. They could easily put a contract together where they can say, we could have a first buy back clause on him. And if there's any profit, we'll, we'll take part of that as well. I, I don't get This deal should absolutely suit West Ham. It's quite clear that David Moyes has seen him as a squad player. No more. So if you're going to go into total meltdown over a squad player, I think you're missing the point. They promise European football. If you were an owner and you, you were trying to win that over the fans and try and get them to see the, you know, the future of the club, the last thing you'd want to be saying, well, we want to make sure we're a Premier League team. If you say that, they'd be saying, what, you know, what sort of drive is that? You want fans to be excited. And there's blatant lying, which West Ham fans will say on certain accusations that they feel like they've... they've Promises they've made, they've got nowhere near. They have spent money. I remember last summer, Sebastian Haller coming for forty million. Jonathan Pitt, West Ham fan. Good morning, Jonathan. I have spent months trying to justify your decisions. That would be yeah, Golden Sullivan. But if the Diangana sale has legs, then I am finished until the clowns are gone. Utter disgrace. What is it? that these West Ham fans do not get. Tony has just sat there and and absolutely talked sense regarding the background to Diangana, the sale of Diangana, and why the owners are going through with it. Natalie, what do these West Ham fans want? Why is it they habitually complain on the eve of a new season when they should be right behind Moyes, right behind West Ham, and dare I say it, right behind Gold, Sullivan and Brady? What's wrong with them? West Ham fans, some of them, and some of them are brilliant. I love West Ham. I really like them. When I first came to London, I used to go there a lot. Harry was a manager. De Canio was playing. De Canio and I used to chat a lot. West Ham are a great club. I really like the supporters. Salt the earth, working class people, many of them. But some of them don't see the bigger picture here. Stop being on the backs all the time of the owners. Support the blinking team. If Diangana goes for 20 million, go with it and see what comes your way. Now, the former Arsenal and England defender, Sol Campbell, has given a brilliant exclusive interview with TalkSport's James Savindra. Amongst a number of topics, Sol told James that we need more diversity in all jobs, not just sport. I think the media is a big thing. I think media, how uh, papers, radios, uh, you know, presenters or conversations on radio, conversations on, on TV, you know, news reports, all that all filters in. That's the thing what we've got to do. Yes, I'm not saying it's got to be completely kind of left-sided. Um, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be balanced. That's what is needed. Balance. Balance in history, balance in the media, balance in, you know, how you portray, you know, black people, um, and, and women and things like that so it has to be you know equal pay and all those kind of things it all kind of filters in that that kind of uh, narrative diversity in boards all that we need that um, and it, it's healthy to have that I think you I think if you have a healthy board and a, and a diverse board I think you you, you can be very you will be very successful because you'd be able to have a you know a, a fantastic range of, of ideas and uh, and then you don't miss anything going forward 
you know you, you don't miss uh, certain adverts or whatever you know you um that can easily be misconstrued in another way you don't miss those things because you've got a diverse board uh picking up you know things that you might not see because you're not being brought up like that like that so i think that's what it's all about diverse giving everyone uh, an opportunity because as i said talent comes in all different shapes and sizes and colors and that's what people got to get to it does feel like this movement is stronger than than anyone that we've had it in the past it does feel like this isn't going away for you do you feel like making the transition from a player into a coaching role do you think that being a, a black man do you think that affected your opportunities do you feel like that was a hindrance and, and has been a hindrance over the last few years as i said i think it's all about education it's all about people forgetting your color and just seeing given you know given a chance at, at any level and seeing what you can do not kind of thinking what you can do just see see what happens you employed you know 10 other people and you've allowed 10 other people to build their careers well what's the difference of, of employing a, a three four black players black managers in, in in your team over the course of 10 years what's the problem with that it's no problem it's you know you know you're building other people's careers or build my career up you know that's what people are saying you know give us a chance because it's not always going to work you can't judge someone on, on two jobs you can't that's like, what's going on here? You can't judge people in two jobs. If someone's had 10 jobs and it's not gone well and they've had two years, three years at, you know, two to one year or whatever at, at, say, eight clubs and it's not worked out, then, okay, and you've been given a chance. Okay, well, maybe it's not working out. But don't judge people on, on two clubs that you're struggling with or, or you haven't got the, the, the money invested or you haven't got the, the structure around you. Don't judge that. You know, you've got to be a magician. You, you know, look, sometimes football is, is a matter of fact. You need quality players make the difference. Yes, quality players may you know sway a little bit, and they need that organisation. That's where it comes to your man management, and that's and I have that. Now, whilst reacting to Manchester United signing Donny Van der Beek, their former assistant manager Rennie Mullenstein told White and Sawyer he still thinks United need a top striker. Oh, you got to get number nine to challenge Liverpool to win the league. We've got a good striker. Just get on with it, everyone. Anyway, <clears throat> this is what he had to say. Obviously, there was a big, big, big gap last year. And I think that gap started sort of in the early parts of the season. What is vitally important is that United is going to have a really good start to the season. So they don't sort of lose any ground. They are in there and they keep competing because that will grow the belief. I think with maybe another another good signing, I keep saying they should bring a really top, top striker. I think, for instance, for example, if they would be able to get Kane, I don't think they will get him. But if they would get Kane, I would say, yes, they will, they will compete for the title next year. Over to my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time with me, Andy Goldstein. And uh, who was alongside me? It doesn't really matter. Anyway, this is me and, oh yeah, Benty, discussing stuff. What's the aim for Everton? Well, is it, it's not just top ten, is it? No, it's, no, and that's the thing. I don't think Ancelotti is going to be happy coming in game right. Congratulations, lads! We finished top ten. That, that, that's not good enough. For, for of a, course, it's not. <laughs> that is not good. So he's got to be, however unrealistic it is for from some people, they've got to be aiming for the top six. But the, oh, when you, I, when, I just don't think. Yeah, they but can. They've got, yeah, but they've got to. No, I don't. Th- well, listen, they've got to aim for it. I remember I once did. A, I had a conversation with Neville South on the show, right? Yeah. And before a ball was kicked, it was like a week before the season started, and I said, what's the aim for Everton? And he said, to win the title. Like, this, this is similar to when where we this? are now with Everton. Similar. It was maybe two or three years ago. And I laughed, and he got quite annoyed. He went, no, 
everyone's on zero points. The aim for Everton no. is to win it. And I know, but realistically, it's exactly. not. It's the, it's and he wouldn't have it. That's right? And I can't upset Neville Southall, an absolute legend, right? It's so unrealistic. But but realistically, for Everton, it's not six. It's not six. You don't think six? No, but, I, don't, I can't but see listen, Everton getting top six in a million where, years. That's where they've got to aim for top six. They've seen, listen, they've but seen. Reali- but realistically. Yeah, but remember, they've seen Sheffield United. Sheffield United get close. After after lockdown, they kind of went up off the bob a little bit, the boil a little bit, and then they, it fell away towards the end. But they were cl- they were on the brink. Do you know what I mean? And Everton have got to say, well, you know what? Like player for player, squad for squad, Everton are better than Sheffield United. I, I in my okay, if, yeah, I can if, see that argument. If they get in the, these three, if they get this this three in, then hundred percent. Yeah, but they've got to be aiming. They can't get all them players in. I think they should be aiming for eighth, top they, eight. They can't. I'll still finish eighth. They can't be sent to Hammers Rodriguez. Yeah, we want, and Alan. Oh, listen. And to Corey for that matter, the guy, listen guys, um, to Corey a little bit because they got relegated, but them too. He can't say, I want to get you in the club. Our expectations are to finish eighth. Back now to breakfast. This is Jamie O'Hara, the former Spurs midfielder on Liverpool and the lack of transfer activity by Jurgen Klopp in this transfer window today. He labels Liverpool naive in this clip. Hmm, this will be worth a listen. It's been annoying me a little bit, Al, is that a lot of people are saying, oh, they don't need us, they've got 196 points. The best teams over the years, Alex Ferguson done it, Arsene Wenger done it, they improved every season, they strengthened the squad. You can't just expect that 11 players to go and win the league again by 20 points. Teams are going to catch up, you've got to strengthen your team. You take away a couple of injuries and all of a sudden you're looking at thinking, well, you know, are you that naive to think that other teams are going to strengthen like they are and, and still expect to be miles in front of them. You know as a player, you want competition because when you've got better players around you, you play better, you up your game. Now, I'm not saying these 11 players are going to down tools for Liverpool, but they, they need to be tested and they need to know that every yeah. season we're going to dominate. This is Liverpool now. For the next decade, we're going to do what Man United done. We're going to dominate the league and no one's going to be able to keep up with us. They're miles in front of everyone at, 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 from last season. So kick on again. Sign two, sign two marquee players that are going to completely strengthen the side and then no one can keep up with you. This is the former England rugby captain Dylan Hartley on Hawksby and Jacobs discussing his new book, Hurt. The game's completely changed from the style of play to the, the size of the athlete now um, to the, the professionalism involved with the game. It's, it has come on leaps and bounds, but there's still there's still certain things that the, the game is, is lacking in terms of professionalism. What I can kind of, an example of that is that the fact that they're playing two games a week at the moment. I just mm. think that's pretty crazy. And, you know, it took me three or four days to put myself back together to, to play on, on a Saturday. So the, the guys that are kind of doubling up at the moment, I, I kind of see as madness. We're so young. We're only 25 years professional. So it's something I mentioned in the book. is We're kind of like the, the crash test dummies for the sport. Um <laughs> The sort of first generation with the, the amateur to professional crossover, so they've never done a, a full career of it. Where myself, the James Haskells, have just literally done uh, from 17 years old to 34. We've done a full, full kind of block of it, and they're still working it out. You know, I raised concern around artificial pitches, and they said they're going to do a three-year study on it. <laughs> I'm obviously retired now, and I said at the time I'll be retired in three years' time, and then you'll tell me artificial pitches probably aren't suited to the professional game. So. Mm-hmm. We are literally crash test dummies or, or widgets, as I refer to in the book. So, yeah, I think we're still in our infancy. We're still working things out as a game. As long as the game is looking to, to learn and keep developing, uh, the game will be in a good place. 
Now this is Phil Foden who's been speaking to Talk Sports correspondent Faker Others after being called up to the England squad for the first time. Hurrah! About time as well. Phil responded to Carl Walker's comments that he's been the best young player he's ever seen. As you can see there, it puts a smile on my face straight away. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I'm just happy that I said that really. Um, he's worked with some great players, so for him to say that, you know, um, it's a big statement. Do you find it quite, you look almost as if, you know, you find it a little bit embarrassing, but do you feel like you have a lot, lot to live up to when you, when you get those kind of things? Yeah, you know, I still have um, a lot to work on and improve. So for him to say that, you know, um, yeah, it makes me happy. But I still know what, what I need to do to get better. Yeah, sometimes I watch old players. Paul Gascon was a, obviously one of the best England players to ever play the game. So I feel like if they had um, the right coaches around them at the time and if they played the right football, I feel like we could have won more trophies back in the day. So, yeah, I feel, I feel um, like we're, we're going in the right direction in terms of playing the right football and playing the right ways. And don't forget, England against Iceland is live on TalkSport from 4pm on TalkSport on Saturday. And we finish this podcast with the best bits of Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Of course, I wasn't on it, although the fun boy was, in my place was Adam Katmandu Capshaw. The fact that we had no football for so long and when it returned, it was in such weird and... and Awkward circumstances, the way that we watched the Premier League, Europa League return, the Champions League. And now we're going to see the return of international football. And because we were starved of any football at all, I was just grateful to see it. Honestly, I was. And I thought, now we've got to a stage where we've become... I don't, we expect to see football back. Do I, I do. I'm expecting to see football return. I think we should be grateful I'm excited. I am looking forward to seeing what Southgate does in, in difficult circumstances with his watch a much younger squad. Before I go, let me tell you about some live football you can hear on TalkSport 2 tonight. Romania take on Northern Ireland in a friendly, labelled up, of course, as a Nations League game. On Saturday, on TalkSport 2 at midday, the Cowboy Cup returns. Oh, my goodness. The first round, Derby against Barrow. Then at 2pm, more Cowboy Cup action. In fact, all of it as we go around the grounds. That's on TalkSport 2. And at 5pm, England take on Iceland in the Nations League. That's live on TalkSport. And then on Sunday... At midday, you can hear live commentary, another Carabao Cup first-round game on TalkSport 2 of Brentford against Wickham. I will be back on Monday night from 10pm for the Sports Bar. The first Sports Bar for me for about two and a half weeks. I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, there'll be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning. Until then, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Chin up, everyone. Be safe, my friends. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.